welcome back to the Joe Mobley Show. Thank you for waiting. I'm sure so many of you were waiting right at 8.30. Uh, but the exciting news is we're streaming on Outspoken Samantha's channel now on YouTube. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, interesting show tonight. Uh, there are definitely some things that I would say could be family friendly, but definitely pretty graphic. Not like the weird alphabet people graphic, but um, like violence e graphic. So if you live in a part of the country where your kids are still up and hanging around, then uh, definitely <laughs> listen. Don't watch because uh, the one the one story is just terrible. Uh, anyway, I'm Joe Mobley. Is this pointing the right way? This is Outspoken Samantha. We're going to run the short bumper and jump into the content. And that's the short bumper. Oh man, it goes just it goes just to me. <laughs> oh. Samantha, right. how are you tonight? You know, I'm a little frazzled, but you know, I'm here. It's been a long day. Um yeah, I think just completely speechless about just everything that has been going on the last few days. I don't know if I'm ever if we're ever not going to have a day or a week where the world is not falling apart. So, and I live in Texas. So, we're sitting here thinking about uh Title 42 ending tonight and it's a little stressful. I mean, I'm in Dallas, so I'm quite a ways from the border, but it's it's a little nerve-wracking. Oh yeah, it's about to get wild in Texas. I was looking at some footage and some images of National Guardsmen uh, there on the border. It, it's about to get pretty wild in Texas. Yeah. Uh, but like Ron DeSantis says, every state is a border state at this time with, with the drugs, yeah. with fentanyl, with the crime. And no, people don't sound clip this and be like, Joe Mobley says that Mexicans commit crime. And all people commit crime. Starting their relationship by entering illegally, it's like, oh, well, yeah. All, all of those people. That's why we used to call them illegals. Remember that? But mm -hmm. now, then they yeah. went to undocumented, and then it's not homeless; it's unhoused or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the funny thing is, even as a white person, if I tried to move to another country and I had a criminal record, they would probably keep me out. So, shockingly, you could visit, uh, but you couldn't become a citizen. Right. Right. And so shockingly, crime is not based on your skin color. <laughs> you know, that is news of the day. <laughs> you know, all these people that are like threatening, if Trump gets elected, I'm going to move to Canada. That's what you said the first time. Here's the deal. It's hard to become a citizen of Canada. Like you, you mm -hmm. can't just move over. They don't give a crap that you're American. They don't give a crap what your job is or your net worth. It's a big process. It takes like six years or something crazy like that. We. Yeah. We take in more legal and illegal immigrants. But if you just stay on the legal, we take in more immigrants than like nations two through 10 combined. And yep. it's still not good enough, which blows my mind. But yeah, uh, no, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but good news, according to Alejandro Mayorkas, the border is secure. And according to Carrie Pierre, they have brought down illegal immigration by 90%. And we have nothing Problem to worry solved. about. 
honestly like what yeah. we see happening right in front of our faces is just we're wrong um who you I gonna saw... believe your lion eyes or green john pierre who's highly qualified <laughs> i am gonna start getting all of my news from Karine Jean-Pierre. <laughs> I love, I am jealous of the world that she lives in because according to Karine Jean-Pierre, everything is fine all the time. Our country is doing great. The economy is thriving. People are living their best lives under this administration. So whatever it is that she's on, I want some. Judy Bowers just subscribed. Thanks, Judy. I'm sure you're you're watching. Um, that's oh, my mom. I, I have the comments <laughs> closed. Oh, that's your mom. Yeah. Outspoken my, mama. My, yeah, my mom's actually from Canada, so she can tell you all about the uh, immigration process. <laughs> it's I'm, a mess. I am honored. Outspoken mama. That's that's what. Uh, <laughs> that's what what we'll call her sorry yeah. guys i had the comments turned off are they on okay they're on there we go hello <laughs> yes howdy all three of us must be from hey. texas uh i don't know why but i feel nervous now <laughs> i don't know why i've been doing this for uh over two years and you know it's a perfectly clean show there's that's the power of mom though that's and my, true. my mom watches every episode usually not live um but she listens to every episode but if my mom was like chatting me i would definitely be nervous so <laughs> no my mom has been listening to me speak my mind since i was like three so she's used to it <laughs> well good she yeah, she'll tell. And then, you know, all those times, and I, I don't know if your parents did this too, but my mom was like, wait till you have one just like you. And I have a little mini me, seven-year-old, walking around <laughs> out in the living room right now. So so we have four. Oh, hello to the Twitter crowd. Um, Not a Tucker Carlson here. Show's not that big. Uh, we have four, two boys and two girls. And the older boy and girl are exactly clones of us like exactly yeah. my son's room is right here and he's mm -hmm. it's wild because he like his mannerisms it's like whoa and now like this last year a whole bunch of stuff has happened and i'm like i remember doing this when i was seven eight nine mm -hmm. i remember feeling that way i remember asking that question and not being satisfied with my parents answer and the same thing yep. with our older girl she is literally my wife in little girl form it's, it's, it's freaking hilarious yeah all right nope. well i suppose we have to get into the i i have like a hundred tabs open i don't know if you looked at the show planner uh yeah like in the last hour but there's like i i went crazy with the links <laughs> so great i've got like a hundred tabs um so you're just gonna bring it on me <laughs> i don't know what we're talking about apparently <laughs> well it's the same stories just more more i don't even know the the news is just so depressing these days at least the first couple are i think your story is the most depressing so uh <laughs> so this this will be a commentary heavy one but all right so let's 
you know, in, in the spirit of fake news, mm-hmm. we're going to watch a little bit of how the situation is being reported. So Oakland says, California says, mainstream media says that they have these things in Oakland. They're called sideshows. Just, you know, like, oh, head on down to the sideshow. Sounds totally normal. Sounds, you know, like a perfectly peaceful type thing. How do I get this to close? I I am not doing great. Boom. There we go. This is some of this is some of what the sideshow. And I mean, just listen to here. Let me turn the volume back on. Listen to this guy like his attitude talking about is just like, oh, this is totally normal. Bunch of sideshows happening here in the Bay Area once again. Yeah, well, this time it was in the city of Oakland. Our crown for Zizek Medyun spoke to a business owner. Now I'm going to pause it right here. So look at this car, the silver four-door sedan. Notice that, you know, I didn't get a good freeze of it. Let me freeze it back here. All right, all right. Notice this little white sticker that it has, because we're going to see this guy again. In the Bay Area, once again, right through it. But this is, this is what goes on. An illegal sideshow causes a major disruption to the flow of traffic Sunday at around 6.45 p.m. at the corner of 42nd Avenue and International Boulevard. In so basically, everyone here is, they're not held hostage, but it's definitely a tense situation. It's definitely mm-hmm. a lawless type deal, and... uh you know, this this woman in her car is freaking out. But you watch, and the police, they basically th- threaten to surround the police officer, and he kind of just meanders on through. At one point in the video, you see an Oakland police patrol car roll through the... No one getting arrested. It's not fair to either blame OPD for not doing anything that was one for... And and he just gets the heck out of there. But, right. again, why this is a problem, this lawlessness, because when we don't hold criminals to account, this is the broken windows theory, you know, from New York City. When they can do stuff like this, the same exact actors, these cars, some of the same bystanders on the side of the road, at a mm-hmm. different location, uh, some language here, but um, at a different location, did this. Oh my gosh. Oh. Now, there's like a two minute video of this mm-hmm. right here, which is really difficult to watch because uh, they, they, okay, so reportedly they didn't beat this guy to death. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen people, there are about six to eight people hitting him, and he's completely defenseless they're kicking him they're punching him in the head they're kicking him in the face and there's there's just no way there's no way to get out of a situation like that um i mean a lot of times situation like this a firearm might not even save you depending on how emboldened the criminals are at that first one if you watch the whole video it's like a three minute video we're not going to watch the whole one um they talk about Mm -hmm. these sideshows they talk about the facts that shots were fired at the police and at police vehicles 
at these mm-hmm. sideshows, they they've arrested like they've arrested like two, maybe three people, impounded one, maybe two cars, and recovered one or two firearms. But this is right. listening to the newscasters. This is everyday stuff. This is just Oakland. This is just L.A. This is just. You know, I don't think right. they're doing sideshows in New York City. I think NYPD would actually do something about that. But leftists, these I, are your policies. Well, I don't know that they would do anything about it. I mean, if you look at that story of Jordan Neely, um, that, the, you know, the tragedy of him passing away at the hands of somebody that actually held him to account for despicable behavior. Um, Now the subways are completely flooded with protesters and they're terrorizing people and the protesters are standing on the tracks and stopping trains and they're screaming at people that are trying to get out of the trains. And I mean, I think eventually they did start making arrests, but you know, the police are really, I I don't know what it is. I think a lot of it is a lack of morale. I think a lot of it is um, lack of support from politicians. And I think a lot of it is the fact that so many of these crimes have been diminished and reduced to minimal charges, if any charges at all. And I always think it's so funny because, um, well, I don't think it's funny, it's it's horrendous, but um, we hear so many leftists say, you know, the crime is higher in red states and it's higher in places like Mississippi and Oklahoma or whatever. And, but the problem, the thing is, when you live in a place that they've removed the penalties for things where something that used to be a crime is no longer a crime that is going to drive your, uh, your numbers down. Um, so all of these things, you know, with drag racing in the middle of sto- the, the road or whatever it is that they're doing, not drag racing, but um, these things used to be they're crimes. Like having and, a party in the middle of an intersection. Yeah, <laughs> completely disruptive to all of the businesses and destroying the streets and um, beating the crap out of innocent bystanders. All of these things would be crimes in places that were run by people who value the law. But they're being, you know, they're in places where the law means absolutely nothing. So you're not going to have people charged for these things and you're not going to have a high uh, rate of criminal activity on record. I can tell you with all certainty, with all certainty, how this would go down in like Loudoun County. And Loudoun is always in the news for something ridiculous. But law enforcement in Loudoun is solid. Uh, the sheriff's yeah. department here is award-winning. You know, we had an active shooter at the mall just a couple of weeks back, and they were on scene and in custody within like, I think the whole thing took about three minutes, and it was, yeah. Anyway, our sheriff's office is baller, but I can tell you with all certainty, Mike Chapman's a friend. One of the reactor fast teams would get put on this, and they would just just for a week say, "Hey, this team is gonna arrive at these." these uh what do they call them sideshows mm-hmm. yeah you're just gonna arrive at these things block off the road do the choke points it's a four-way intersection so just do the choke points and arrest everyone in there problem solved and it's like hey if you do this which is they call us insurrectionists they said that we almost lost democracy we almost lost the country they're the only ones that take over and occupy sovereign area in the united states like Chaz chop portland oregon bullcrap yep yep. yeah this um story super sad not as sad as as yours but uh (laughs) And yeah, none of these people I, it, have been arrested. 
And I'm not surprised. And it, it's not like this is a one-off incident. It's not like this is isolated. There is like video after video after video constantly on a daily basis of stuff like this happening, of people just getting beat up, people being terrorized. Oh yeah, that's, that's what they call Black constant. Twitter. It's what? Have you looked into Black Twitter at all? No, that oh, sounds well, racist. Here, here's a big circle of depravity for you. <laughs> Um, later tonight no. so black twitter which is just like you know just like black america it's just like cultural stuff that the black community puts on twitter is okay. fights it's fights it's people getting jumped people getting jumped in the gangs it's drive-by shootings it's stuff like this like these videos a bunch of these videos will be on black twitter oh which my is normal twitter but it's just like the hashtags that like black america uses um right and to call a spade a spade, like the the worst demographic of Black America, not just like Will Smith's not going to be on Black. Actually, Will Smith was on Black Twitter when he slapped uh, when he slapped Chris Rock. Um, <laughs> but basically, well educated, successful, hardworking Black Americans not on Black Twitter much. much. Uh, not so much. Yeah, it's almost like if you remove laws, it only affects you know, it's law abiding citizens that are impacted by it and that that people will behave in the way that you allow them to behave. If there's no consequences, you're going to pull the worst of society out in front of you and everybody else is going to have to deal with it. So it's almost like having consequences in place is actually effective and like keeps people from ruining our cities and ruining state uh, streets and ruining people's communities. I don't know. It's just a wild idea. Maybe defunding the police was as bad of an idea as we said it was going to be. Mind blowing. I know, right? Like some of us don't have to learn things the hard way. We can see exactly where this is going to go. This is why we say they behave like children because they have to touch the stove. They, uh-uh, not uh They have to experience it themselves. And it's like, I've told you. We we yeah. freaking told you. Yeah. All but right. In their case, they don't care how many people get burned because they don't have to deal with it. So we're all yep. getting burned. They're just that, pretending that it's happening. That is an accidental perfect analogy. Um, so let's get into the increasingly weird story circumstance of the i mean look we've been saying a joke that a bunch of people like myself are black white supremacist um well <laughs> it, it turns out now there are hispanic white supremacist or or maybe i don't even there there's still a lot of weirdness about this story um yeah <laughs> but let's get into that oh gosh okay. uh so this was I'm not even sure what day this happened because it wasn't that long ago. Was it Monday? Was it the 8th? Um, I think it was Monday. Yeah. So, unfortunately, another shooting out in public. Um, I, I, don't, I don't have a lot of the details because I've been so caught up in the weird narrative surrounding, but it sounds like this guy just yeah. pulled up in front of an outlet mall in Allen, Texas, which is, I believe it's like North Dallas and just opened fire and um, injured a bunch of people, unfortunately killed 
a mother, a father, and a daughter, all of the same family. And there was a son that survived, um, a little boy that survived. So super duper tragic. Um, of course, all of these situations are tragic. I know that the left likes to drive this narrative, like being pro-gun and pro-2A means that you don't care about people's lives and that you don't care about these tragedies. But honestly, you know, I would say that and I probably can speak for you too, I care more about these things because I actually wanna know what the root of the problem is and where this is stemming from versus using these deaths and using these tragedies to push a narrative. And as Ben Shapiro said to, I believe it was Pierce Morgan years ago, I think it was after the Sandy Hook thing, you know, dancing on the graves of these people to push an agenda. And that sounded really, really extreme at the time but the more that we see these narratives come out the more it's exactly what they do yeah it just it becomes more and more obvious every single time and this in particular has so many question marks around it um so (laughs) first the first headline that i really saw in trying to figure out who this person was was about him being a white supremacist and of course I don't know anybody that owns a gun that isn't a white supremacist. So clearly that's a natural conclusion to come to truly honest, no agenda behind that whatsoever. Um, But then turns out this guy has a very white name named Mauricio uh, Garcia. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 So Pretty standard, super white sounding guy. Yeah, pretty standard name. It's pretty common amongst the white supremacist community. Um, So then, so of course they were trying to figure out this white supremacy thing. um, Well, nobody was trying to figure it out. That's what they were saying it was, and they weren't asking any questions. There was a tattoo on the back of his hand, and they were trying to say that it was a white supremacy tattoo. And from what I can understand, it looked like it had a three-leaf. They were they may have been interpreting it to be a three-leaf clover, which is linked to some kind of white supremacy ideology. But then looking at it more closely, it could be linked to a gang, you know, the Tango Blast gang, apparently. So there's all that. But then... <laughs> You know, the media narrative on this thing, sorry, I did make a bunch of notes and now I'm trying to find them, but he's a white supremacist. He apparently had this uh, social media profile. And when I heard social media, I was thinking Twitter, I was thinking Instagram, but no, it's on this Russian website where he was (laughs) apparently posting a bunch of um, hate towards Jewish people. And he apparently had all of these photos with swastika tattoos and, you know, white supremacy um, salutes and postings praising this kind of ideology. And it was all very suspicious. And interestingly enough, the photos with the, uh, the swastika tattoos had his head cropped off the top. Yeah. Which they I look can't imagine super why. I, I don't know why we question that because it seems totally legitimate <laughs> to me. Um, how I post all of my photos on Instagram, actually, when I want people to really know that it's me, I crop my head off the top. Um, Here, let me find that one. There, there it is. It, it, there, there's yeah. just a lot. There's just a lot that's weird about this. And it, the information kind of trickles out. We still have the manifesto of the, the psychopath 
who's a very inconvenient, you know, trans mass shooter. Um, yeah. From the last one, or was it two shootings ago? It's it's hard to remember, but this is like, come on, guys! Like this hits the internet. This is super sketch. Well, super and it's super sketch. Well, and it's how quickly the information, or supposedly this, um, this narrative came out, and how perfectly it just happened to hit all of the mainstream media talking points that they say on pretty much every shooting. Like, you know, the white supremacy thing, um, the, what is it? Sorry, I made some notes here. They, <laughs> so apparently on this Russian website, he made re reference to extremist online forums such as 4chan, uh, where, and he posted several things about how he planned to commit this crime. And he used all of these, uh, these words that would essentially flag the FBI if um you know if the fbi is searching for potential instances of this happening and it's like and nobody looked into this like this didn't flag the fbi at all and he wrote a lot about that, his uh that whole thing i don't know if you've listened to there there's so many people saying this is odd um i listened to tim cast talk uh, tim cast tim pool talk about this uh abl anthony brian logan on youtube uh, his voice is a little bit annoying, but his content's really good. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much weirdness about this because there, there's a thing that you do in intelligence where where you're just staging. You can stage for mm -hmm. oppo research. You can stage for Black Flag. You can stage for anything. And it's basically, um, these are the three or four tools that we use to accomplish this, this goal, whether it's like fraud, force, coercion, uh, information control, information distribution, whatever. These are like the three or four tools that we use for that. So we're going to put these things, um, a man or a woman or a teen or a child did thing, place doesn't matter. And so we just stage those things. And then we can mm -hmm. fill in the details. And this bullcrap that's on the screen right now, not, guys, we don't know if it's real or fake, but it's so hastily done. Um, people that I trust from the intelligence community, one of whom was FBI, who's done a lot of counterintelligence, intelligence, uh, was at a lot of these riots before they asked him because he blew the whistle. He was just on Timcast, said that this isn't backstopped at all. They're like, oh, oh, uh, right wing extremists. Um, pull up a YouTube channel, like, like for the videos. Right. They did. They did like four sequential videos, not like one a season, or maybe like one from a couple of years ago. The the user behaviors of these totally real profiles mm -hmm. are are bullcrap. They're nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like I, I mean, it's just too perfectly laid out. And it's well, and of course, you know, the media has given us every reason to not trust them in these instances. And it just, like you said, it's interesting that we have this, you know, the shooting that happened a couple of weeks ago, and there is an actual manifesto that they absolutely they refuse to uh, provide to the public. They refuse to provide any information on. This guy walks up to a mall and just opens fire, and suddenly they have like every bit of information on him 
um, you know, his entire belief system, everybody that he supported, he just happens to like Tim Pool and libs of TikTok, like specifically naming these people in these posts. And these just happen to be people that the left particularly um, targets on a regular basis. I mean, Again, we don't know if this is real or not. And definitely if it is, you know, we need to know if it is. We need to know if there, you know, if this is an ideology where there are people that are grouping together to plan these things. Like, absolutely. But this is why it's important to be able to ask these questions and look into it. Um another the, ask the the timing. Uh yeah. I don't I can't even can we read this? It looks like Kinesi exactly what they said the timing is just like oh we have this really terrible like trans violent criminal dirtbag oh what are we gonna do what are we gonna do? oh oh there there's a hispanic white supremacist shooting people in texas yeah no it, the you're timing asking, is super odd yeah if you're not and if you're not asking questions then i don't know what to tell you because everything about this is just completely it there's just red flags everywhere it just something doesn't smell right but then Did i don't you, know if you had sorry, a what no, no no i was gonna say something about the platform but go ahead no i was just gonna say i don't know if you had a chance to look at the video of the the other guy that happened that just happened to be on site this steven spainhauer happened to be there rescuing the people or at least offering aid to them that were shot happened to be there just to give an interview this guy right this, here this guy is a butthole you want to watch and it just, oh yeah play like you guys tell me what you think play this interview and tell me that this is not the epitome of dancing on the graves of people that just went through a tragedy <laughs> to exploit an agenda now fortunately msnbc's reach sucks this has got 1.4 million views tucker carlson could like sneeze and he gets at least 25 million uh, but, but here we go. Maybe. It could be you. It could be your family member. I never imagined it would be me. I never imagined it would happen in my community. But it did. And we've got to stop this type of carnage. And all the politicians are going to make statements. They're going to offer prayers and condolences. Prayers and condolences won't bring these people back. We need some action in our legislatures at the federal and state level for better gun control. And I'm saying that as somebody who loves guns. I don't know what the gunman's problem was. I don't know his motive. But it wasn't mental health that killed these people. It was an automatic rifle with bullets. That's what killed them. I'm a gun lover. I have guns. I'm a former police officer. I'm a former Army officer. But these M4s and AR-15s, they've got to get off the streets. Or this is going to keep happening. And we've got to stop that at some point. It could be you. It could be your family. I don't know why it started at the end and then went back to the beginning. That's okay. Um, so did anybody start? Did anybody? I mean, I am not a former police officer. I have never been in the army. I have never. I'm not an expert. But when I'm, he says I'm we, both of those things, and I completely disagree with this guy. Just for the record. <laughs> don't have to be an expert to recognize so many inaccuracies of the things that he said he's talking about ar-15s uh being you know and then he says we have to go and get these automatic weapons weapons off the streets it's like we don't have automatic weapons um and he just happened oh, and, to be and m4s you can't buy an m4 
The an M4, yeah. an actual M4 is the military's weapon. Federal agencies have them. Uh, some state, maybe some local law enforcement have them, but the the M4 is for the military. You you cannot buy. I cannot buy an M4. Like yeah. that. That's just that a seems, blatant lie. That's just seems to be very specific, especially to bring up, like you said, a, a gun that you can't buy. Not only that, this is one that has never been in the national conversation whatsoever. It's all about the AR-15s. It's like, where did you get this M4 thing from? Um, but, you know, going on and being like, you know, thoughts and prayers aren't going to bring these people back. Like, how often do we hear that from the leftist narrative, like from the leftist media that's the first, you know, take your thoughts and prayers and, you know, put them where the sun don't shine. I mean, they tell us this all the, like he just happens to hit all of these very specific talking points. And he just happens to be in the middle of a tragedy that fits these talking points very specifically. Like this guy is a Democrat activist and he's running for a particular office in yep. Texas, one of these smaller offices. But he, you know, to say that he's a gun lover and a 2A lover, if you look at his newsfeed and some of the things <laughs> that he has posted, all about gun legislation it's all about you know uh passing gun control laws and stronger gun control i mean repeatedly so it's like this guy is so much worse than anything we have ever seen on the mainstream media in the fact that he is exploiting a tragedy that is just it is fresh and he is already getting out there with these talking points you're being super graceful this guy is a liar and a piece of crap and I will tell you all why his lie is obvious and evident from just this statement without even going into social media. He says that he loves guns. He says that he carries guns, He's former law enforcement, former military, uh, where the training is very specific that you have to see yourself in these situations. And he you, you have to, otherwise you wouldn't be able to act. That's what the training is all about. Why would you why would you carry a firearm, be a concealed carrier, open carry a firearm, if you think this could never happen to me? I could never see myself in that situation. It's not going to happen to me. Look, your statements are incongruent, dude. If you carry mm -hmm. a gun, it's because you believe it could happen to you. You can see right. yourself in that situation. That's why yeah. you have a gun in the vehicle, in your purse, in your waistband. Because when it does happen to you, you're not like, oh, no, I can't believe this is happening. I never thought it would be me. But good thing <laughs> I happen to have this gun out of nowhere. Let, let me go and use it. Right. He's full of oh. crap. He's lying. Yeah. And it's disgusting. I mean, this family just and that's why I say, like, when they tell us that we're not we're the ones that don't care about the deaths of these people, it's like. I care a family, you know, this little boy just lost his entire family and you're out here talking about, you know, don't you dare, uh, you know, think about these people and pray for these people. And, you know, let me throw out all of these talking points and I am going to hope and pray that the people that are listening to this don't realize that I'm absolutely full of crap and that I'm just spewing a bunch of things that don't make sense. He is banking on the idea that people have no like that aren't they're not informed they're not educated they don't know about guns and they don't understand that what he's saying makes no sense whatsoever which is another trademark of the left they just they yep. count on us being stupid couldn't have said it better myself <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah if if you're 
if your life is just nonsense and you're a complete idiot, then what he said makes perfect sense to you. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We it's... we should get rid of the M4s, guys. We I, I'm calling for a ban on M4s. Me, yeah. super conservative Joe Mobley. There's there's no need for these weapons of war in the hands of private citizens, which actually, I mean, the point of the Second Amendment is anything that could be used in war. And I can hear I can hear you keyboard warriors like you think that we should have planes and tanks and new everything that the government has access to, we should have access to. We gave right. birth to the government. The government is ours, not the other. We instituted government. Yeah. That that's how the whole thing works. But anyway. Yeah. Oh, well, I just man. I wanted to just say one more thing because I don't think I sent you this video. There was another video where he did just another brief interview and he called these guns people killers he said we need people to get these killer. people killing guns off the street and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> it so. was just very specific to drive a narrative oh and he did talk about the guy's mental health this wasn't about mental health and then there's a whole article yep of how, how this specific person was in the army for like three months and they kicked him out because of his mental health mental issues. Health. Yep. It's so, just here's a problem. And I there are a lot of different debates you can have with people about guns. One of the things that I use, the tactics that I use, borrow it, listener, viewer, if you'd like. That leftist, that that person who can't just put two and two together, I asked them. Can you or the police or the government make it so that I will never face a criminal with a firearm? Like, can you make that happen? Because I just want it to be a fair fight. If it's fists, if it's knives, if it's freaking taekwondo bows and we got to beat each other with sticks just so I can have what the criminal has. Can you make it so that my wife will never have to face someone with a firearm? Of course not. Of course they can't. Look mm -hmm. at this, this, uh, uh, this, uh, again, this white supremacist who I can't see this woman's face, but her body looks white and he's still Hispanic. So, uh, so this white, this Hispanic white supremacist who seems to have his arm around a white girl in this picture. Anyway, look yeah. at, look at what he's got here. He's got a vest. He's got, this is a, full military style uh not military style like rifles actual military style set out with seven magazines that's 210 rounds 211 if you if you top off if you load it and then top off the last magazine you have to fight someone like this with a yeah literally literally like one of these I would not yeah. take a pistol in that situation. <laughs> but right. you can't, you can't, like, Samantha has no idea if driving somewhere in Dallas, if maybe there's going to be a road show, people are going to be in the intersection tacked out like this. Like, this guy, luckily, he didn't get too much military training because, you know, he could have done a lot more carnage. Uh, mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm glad that they shot him. Just, just, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> he wasn't doing us any good. 
but I mean, I hear, you know, I was watching um, a couple of videos about, you know, the arguments that people make for gun control and the constitution, how it says, you know, shall not be infringed. It's very specific. And of course, there's a lot of these leftists, especially younger leftists who have never been taught anything about the constitution and haven't been taught anything about the reason that we have these things in there. You know, they think it's about, well, you know, they didn't know the guns that we, that would be available to us now. They didn't know the power that we would have in these weapons and all of this stuff. And it's, you know, they, they think that the, our founding fathers had no um, insight into what the future might look like, essentially, and that these ideas are antiquated. And it wasn't about the gun. It was about the existence of evil. And it's about the existence of people that want to use power against us. It's about the government. It is not about the weapon. And they were very well aware that there are all, there's evil people are always going to exist. Mentally ill people are always going to exist. There are always going to be people that think it's their right to take the lives and to harm other human beings. There's always going to be the possibility of having a government that wants to take your rights away from you. That is why we have the right to protect ourselves. That is why we have the right to have weapons that equal the playing field between us and them. Oh, I didn't have time to look up this quote. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah, it's that famous quote. Uh-oh, it doesn't have the name. It's, uh, was it, was it one that wrote the Federalist? Um, anyway, if men were angels, no government would be necessary. If angels were to govern men, neither external nor external controls on government would be necessary. Oh, oh, it's, it's, um, James Madison, uh, in one of the uh. famous Federalists, but recognizing that men are more devil than angel. We're not just these benevolent, benevolent beings. We, we strive for power and, and people do corrupt things and people commit atrocities and people start wars and all that stuff. They said, Hey, we need to institute a government and yeah. there needs to be a balance of power between the government's relationship with the citizenry and the citizens relationship with the government. And the government needs to be, subservient to the citizenry not the other way around because of that dynamic mm -hmm. we we pretend like the founding fathers were like the bumbling image of men that is in tv today the homer simpsons the the dad from um family guy just these fat idiots these guys yep. were well educated well read and they came together and by god's grace Sign this suicide pact in the Declaration of Independence and stood up the most brilliant form of government fashioned after literally, oh, they weren't Christian men, literally fashioned after the idea of the Trinity. And like, yeah. Yeah. We should, we should do an episode about that. That would be fun. That would uh, be, yeah. Uh, well, I think gracious. we can transition to the next thing because i do i mean there's a few other things we want to get to tonight and <laughs> we could be here until midnight because there's always so many things to talk about yeah that's true uh let's do this one fast i'll i'll cut out the video if you haven't heard multiple people reporting daily callers reporting tucker carlson announced um and he did on twitter uh that his show is going to be on a new platform and that platform is Twitter. Twitter. So yeah, it's, it's really, it's really interesting. I guess I, now the video is three minutes long. It's too long to play. 
Uh, but <laughs> look at that, 25.9 million views. Like seriously, this dude, this dude is going to go gangbusters uh, when the show starts. He's still trying to get out of his contract. And um, oh, Jenna Ellis. He's still figuring out the contract stuff. Um, I'm a little bit bummed that he turned down Patrick Bet David's $100 million deal. Uh, but yeah. this is going to be good. Um, Tucker Carlson. Uh, what's the other guy's name? Elon Musk has said that it is a priority of Twitter to get uh, content creators on it, to get long form content on it. He hasn't really talked about like the how to's and the cat videos that like YouTube has, um, but to get shows <laughs> and not just right wing stuff, but to get, you know, everyone is already on Twitter. Everyone, people yeah. that don't care about politics, left, right, center, whatever. Um, Twitter is where breaking news happens. My show is on Twitter. Um, but it was interesting that like the day after that, Elon Musk came out, he tweeted and he came out on multiple news outlets saying that we have not signed a deal with Tucker. And a lot of people have messaged me, DM, text, whatever. Like, what is this about? This is not a bad sign. This is a good sign. Um, for two reasons, Tucker's still under contract. He's not out from under that contract and Twitter and Elon Musk have to protect themselves from any contract infringements that they could be a part of. Um, and the other thing is Elon Musk does not want Twitter to be getter or truth social to be this big right wing only type thing. Mm hmm. So he's like, hey, we're not endorsing Tucker Carlson. He's not a Twitter talent. His show right. is just on. So right. he, he's been super clear, um, you know, where we're not giving him millions and billions of dollars to do this. Uh, but I still I think it's going to be a great move. So are you saying that if they if Don Lemon wanted to start a show on Twitter? <laughs> that Elon would open the floor for him as well. Yeah, yeah, he could. <laughs> you know, that would be really interesting. I think it would just be like Don Lemon, like crying on video <laughs> all day long. But, you know, and I, I like that he said that because, you know, we've got too much of this. Well, this platform is, um, you know, right wing and this platform is left wing. I don't know that I've ever, well, I feel like Facebook probably is pretty left wing because they're still pretty heavily censored, but I've never gotten this idea that like, you know, Twitter is left wing. I mean, even when it was being run by leftist, I never had this idea that it was a left wing platform. Um, and so it's just interesting, you know, the left is constantly like, we have to divide ourselves up. We have to have our own platforms and we have to have like our own labels for our platforms. And it's like, I really like the idea of Elon Musk saying, I'm not endorsing a particular show. I'm just saying we're opening the platform for people to speak freely, to yeah. actually exercise what free speech is. Maybe we will negotiate a show with Don Lemon. He can even bring, what's his name? Brian Stelter. And they could oh, be like, gosh, <laughs> comedic oh, relief. I don't know. But, you know, it, that's the way that it should be. Yeah. Hardy Lloyd saying I never really got into Twitter. Uh, pretty hard to not think of things like that. Honestly, we have to think of things like that because just like Samantha just said, it's the way that things should be. Twitter is a business. 
Elon Musk is running that business. He's like, hey, I'm not about to step into a Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch situation. Everyone knows Elon Musk is a free speech. He's a pro-freedom liberal. He's got Mm -hmm. some crazy liberal ideas that I completely disagree with. But he's not for tyranny because he actually comes from Africa where they have a lot of that type of stuff. He comes from South Africa. So he's he is an African-American. I'm not I'm just a basic black guy from New York. Um, but he's like, no, 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 no. We, we want everyone here. Like YouTube in the beginning wasn't paying people. It wasn't propping up shows. It's like, hey, we want everyone here. It turned into a leftist crap hole over time and they started canceling shows my show got canceled last november gone all of my subscribers gone uh oh freaking youtube youtube you guys um but twitter everyone is on twitter everyone who's into politics news like that kind of stuff is on twitter and it's good for the platform the platform could generate a ton of revenue if people just bring their shows there, which is why it's secretly, it's good for us. We'll just pretend the internet's not here, but it's good for us because Twitter's one of my bigger platforms. I think I have 25,000 followers on there. On yeah. on YouTube, I have like 25, period. Uh, yeah. But on, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, YouTube. It's but okay. To, to get to what's going to happen, a lot of people are talking about this. When YouTube went from fail videos and cute cat videos and it went to serious like long form content and and not like even just Mr. Beast, but like the Daily Wire shows all grew on YouTube. The Blaze grew on YouTube. The leftist versions, the the Young Turks and and all of this stuff grew on YouTube. Well, they when you're there and you're putting out long form content and they're trying to monetize and make that a big part of the platform, whoever's there, whoever's in that real estate right then, they promote your content. So Elon Musk, you should promote this content just from a platform perspective. It's going to uprank it. It's going to say, now, right now, YouTube is like shorts is everything. If you're not making shorts, Mm -hmm. you're not getting discovered. Reels are everything. If you're not making reels, you're not getting discovered on Insta. If Twitter says, if you're not doing live streams and publishing long form content that you're not getting discovered, great. We're, we're doing long form yep. content. So it's good for us. Yeah. I strongly dislike reels and shorts. I've tried to do them. and I just... <laughs> You do good shorts. I, I haven't done one in a while, but I just, I find them just, uh, they're just kind of a pain. <laughs> I don't know. I prefer just putting out a long form video talking about what I want to talk about not having to just put out these little blips it's like just sit down and watch the video let's let's practice having a longer attention span oh my camera just fell (laughs) you don't like shorts because you're intelligent and you're like Uh, this is like a little thought in seven seconds like no that's not sufficient hold on I gotta come Uh sorry I don't know if you need to leave and come back, that's fine. I might have to, because now I don't know what happened to this stream. Oh, I think I'm still there. Okay. Man, my my setup is so ghetto. It's like <laughs> one of these days I'll be able to uh, to get something legit here. Um, but I mean, I just have to say, I'm really excited about what's happened with Twitter. Um, you know, it just, it's so strange. Like even just a year ago, like you could get 
permanently banned for saying that, you know, there's two genders or talking about not getting vaccinated. And now with Elon Musk, it's like, we want people to talk. We want people to have a conversation. We want you to be able to get all of the information so you can make informed decisions and not just be in this echo chamber where you're hearing the same things repeated day in and day out um, and mostly false information at that. So, I mean, it's just so weird to be in this space that we never thought Twitter would be. At least I never thought it would be that again, or at least have this massive free speech platform. And I always think it's so funny when we talk about free speech that um, <laughs> that people automatically think of the right. Like when people talk about being pro-free speech, they're like, you must be conservative. It's like, well, what does that say about the left? It's <laughs> in the Constitution. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Such a good point. Yeah. It's, but well, it's, it's awesome. Here's some advice. From what I've gathered, many shows like, I think it's Sticks. That looks like the band. But anyway, I built a following uh, using his pet cat. So maybe we should try pets. Maybe I get my Yorkie in here and we can just yeah. like, it's Mozart the Yorkie. And <laughs> we'll do that, that next week. <laughs> that works in advertising. Advertising a pet or a child blows up. Like it greatly increases the reach of an ad. Um, it's true. So. It's true. Well, good for Tucker. Um, I, I, <laughs> I do have to say that I think it's really funny that we keep seeing these like breaking news. Tucker breaks his silence and it's like, okay, this is like the third time he's broken his silence. In like two days. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's not breaking news anymore. And quite frankly, Tucker was never silenced and we never thought that he was going to be. We just wanted yeah. to know where he was going to go so we could follow him there. So. Yep. It's just going to take yeah. a while. We just have to wait for the legalese to get worked out. Um, I don't know. Do we want to do both of these stories or just one? I feel like the Loudon story is still going to be news next week because that's how we roll here. <laughs> mm. It's up to you. Um, I, I will, I will let you make the executive decision on that. <laughs> All right. Maybe we'll go fast on Loudon because I want to get to the town hall. The town hall is just glorious. Um, uh -huh. well, if you guys haven't heard, Chardonnay Antifa is at it again. And um, if you don't know what Chardonnay Antifa is, it's this group of primarily rich, white, liberal women uh, who are my neighbors. Um, not my actual neighbors. Okay, well, <laughs> actual neighbors, if you're watching this, we, you know that we love you all, even if your your views your views are very different than ours, but we still break bread and have a great time. Um, but you mm -hmm. know that our collective neighbors are rich, white, liberal women, uh, basically. That, that's just how it is. Uh, anyway, it, it, it's that demographic, and they hate all things conservative. They hate parents' rights. They hate that a group of us went to the school board and said, hey, you can't do this weird transing stuff to our kids. And uh, they hate that we back the sheriff and that we don't support them doing away with the sheriff's department and standing up a police department with a police chief that's not accountable to anyone, even though we have one of the top 10 sheriff's departments in the United States, not in Virginia, in the United States. And they want to get rid of it because, well, because they're liberals and they're for lawlessness. Um, <laughs> but this short video kind of demonstrates 
the new stuff that they're doing, just constant canceling, constant, uh, you know, sometimes violence, but definitely threats and intimidation and, and all of that jazz all the time. Marquand spoke at a school board meeting in December. One person in the Loud and Love Warriors group said they want to define Wynn's employer and hold the company accountable until he is fired. The person wrote, quote, say goodbye to your job. Let's make him unemployable by love or by force. I want to contact his employer to do just that, ruin his livelihood, unquote. It just shocked me. What shocked Wynn even more was a series of messages from someone in the group who wrote, quote, we really need to find this guy. His life needs to be permanently disassembled. I would shoot him. I'm telling you, something has to happen to one of them. Something public and permanent. Lives need to be ruined beyond repair. I'm so ready to show up with guns. They threaten, you know, threaten my life and my livelihood. When they threaten somebody's employment or threaten somebody's life or threaten their home, yeah, that's that's hate speech. Yeah, so this is what they do. This is who they are. Scott Pio was in there. Alicia Brand was in there. Um... And so they got caught because they always get caught because, hey, leftist lunatics, I'm sure some of you watch the show. We have people in all of your groups here in Loudoun. We have people in all of your groups. We we're literally law enforcement, intelligence professionals. We've got, you know, senior counsel with established careers representing the United States government. We know how to do this. We've always had people in your groups and all of your little groups. And then they're always like, how has this happened? Well, one of those people, you know, they had had enough and bowed out. They were in the group for two years. You know who you are. Thank you for your service. Um, but <laughs> on their on their way out, they leaked like 200 pages of of their crazy private crap, which is all over the web right now. But one of those things on there is this list where where they're talking about we need to we need to get them fired where we can get them fired we need to go after them we we need to commit violence something needs to happen to them fast and permanent like and the obvious threats of the people who are threatening violence saying like hey i want to shoot this person i want to go to their house with a gun you guys are going to jail that that's illegal sheriff chapman's investigating you guys are going to jail uh but there's this huge list. People are on it like the literal attorney general of Virginia, Jason Yarez, is on it. They couldn't spell it because they're dumb. The governor, <laughs> the governor of Virginia is on the list. Cornerstone Chapel and their incoming school. Which oh I, I got to tell you guys, I'm a security member of a different church, but I know and respect and love a handful of the security members at Cornerstone and Cornerstone's uh, incoming school. Number one, their teachers have to go through a course to be proficient with the firearm. Just letting y'all know that because I don't want anything to happen at this school. But I guarantee if you do the crap that you've done to some of us showing up at our homes with guns and intimidate, you'll, I guarantee you will die or wish that you had. Do not go to that school. Do not go to that church. I'm telling you, you're unprepared. Uh, but a ton of people, they've got John Beatty on here. They have Sheriff Mike Chapman. And I don't even know what this means. They wrote that he's a DUI checkpoint expert next to his 
Like that, like they are literally, they put together, Daily Wire calls this a 200 page dossier. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, you know, and first of all, these are the, you know, they're talking about shooting people. These are the ones that want gun control and they think that guns are the problem, yet they are literally in real time acting out being the mentally ill people that it takes to actually use a gun to harm someone. Second of all, these people, because uh, I love how the group, was this the group? It was called the Loudon Love Warriors. That's what their new, so their first group was um, Chardonnay. Well, we called them Chardonnay Antifa. They were the Loudon anti-racist and we infiltrated okay. that group. So now their new group is called the Loudon Love Warriors. Yeah. The Loudon <laughs> Love Warriors. People have a list of everybody that they want to target, everybody that they want to harass, everybody's life that they want to ruin down to a T, every single detail that they can come up with to annihilate about these people. And they're called the love warriors. Like, what are, what are you talking about? I mean, they're just saying <laughs> someone's going to get hurt on their side and I hope I get to do it. Oh I'm my God. <laughs> I'm so ready to show up with guns. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? This isn't how you right. express love? Right. <laughs> I mean, here in Texas, maybe. But um, <laughs> let me tell you, I mean, these are the people that constantly say that, the, you know, being a Christian is the problem. Believing in God is the problem. Going to church, you know, being a Catholic or being, you know, whatever is the problem, that we're the threat. I don't remember ever, and I have been going to church my entire life, so several years at this point, several decades at this point, I have never been in a church meeting where they're like, this is the list of people that don't agree with us. Guess what? In Sunday school, we're going to talk about how to target these people. <laughs> no. Like We're going to go out there and figure out how to ruin as many of the lives of people that don't believe in God. That's what we're going to do. Everybody report back next week. Like, this is not something that we do in church. Like, we're actually, for all intents and purposes, we're the love warriors. Like, we want you guys to stop ruining your lives and ruining everybody else's lives and stop being so angry and bitter and being so consumed with this anger all the time and stop spreading it around to everybody else. We want... We actually want you guys to be able to live your life the way that you want to. And we want to be able to do the same and be respected in that way. Like we're the ones that are actually trying to heal society. And you guys throw a fit if we disagree with you and you make a list about how and how many ways you can ruin people over it. The crazy thing is there. Um, so this is this is handwritten and their printouts of it, but they also have online forums they have base camps they have private facebook groups and there there's no way to do it like we they're probably in our groups we're in their groups that's just you know the the name of the game um but some things that are different their list they always put these qualifier things on here um this person's redacted but uh i i know who she is and when she was like, she was like, they put me on their damn list. And I looked at it and I said, uh, well, you are a little mouthy. <laughs> it's, it's like her thing is mouthy. But here's the scary part. 200 pages of this. And also includes stuff like pictures of the people pulled down from the web, pictures of their families. One of my friends who's on this list, um, her, 
a picture of her boss, a picture of her, two of her four children, a picture of her husband or in her little dossier section. Guys, this is dangerous stuff. I've always told people, hey, like if I'm out by myself and you accost me, you have a chance. Maybe I'll talk with you. Maybe we'll, you know, if you want to fight, maybe we'll fight or whatever. If I'm with you, my family, you die. There, there's yeah. six of us and I'm not assuming that level of risk. I'll assume some risk if I'm out by myself. But yeah, but just just know that the, that's not how this works. But it's not just a list of people. It's pictures of their. Oh, actually, one of the women on the list, they put pictures of the front of her house in her section. Yeah, these are oh calls for violence. These are calls yeah. for violence. CNN's not going to report about this. Tracy Beans had her freaking house burned down on Christmas Eve, and they're not going to report about that. This is what yeah. they're using these lists for. So. I mean, yep. good luck. Good luck with the investigation, guys. Right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the, I just... the Commonwealth attorney, which is like a district attorney mm -hmm. for this area, is in this group. One, one of her... No, she was in the last group. Now one of her staffers is in the group. So she can't prosecute this trial. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and it's not going to stop them. I mean, they feel justified in doing this. It's all a means to an end. And that's when they say, you know, they talk about lawlessness and they talk about, you know, no one is above the law. They really just mean us. Um, and the fact that they think that our ideology and the way that we think is so dangerous. And it's because they think that we are the danger that they feel justified in doing these things and feel that they can get away with it. So, um, you know, they, they don't... <laughs> They're not going to recognize the double standard and, you know, the irony and be being called the love warriors and actually wanting to, like, target people and burn down their houses and like, well, nothing screams love. Like, can, <laughs> there's irony. They're forever ironic. Their last group is called the Anti-Racists of Loudoun. Here are some things that the Anti-Racists did. The Anti-Racists <laughs> said that there are too many Asians in in uh, Thomas Jefferson Academy, the 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 best high school in the the United States or whatever, um, they've said um, that there are too many there are too many Asians there are too many successful agents. They've said that uh, we need more black people and we need to lower the admission standards to get more black and Hispanic students, which they did. Um, they said that uh, <laughs> National Honor Society admittance was racist, so they withheld the notifications to students. Uh, to all non-black students. So Asians didn't get notified, Hispanics didn't get notified, and whites didn't get notified. Just the black students who made the National Honor Society uh, got notified. Some of the schools in Fairfax, they said the whole honor society, just the idea that some kids are smarter than others and achieve more is racist. They didn't notify anyone. Black, white, yellow, pink, red, whatever. They, did, they said the whole thing is racist. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but they're super racist, like saying, oh, we got too many Asians around here. Like, hey, anti-racist. You realize that's yeah. racist, right? Well, like, it's not the it's the wrong definition of racism. <laughs> these people are wild. Okay. 
their definition, the woke definition of racism is because you were born white, you are inherently an oppressor. And because you're, you were born black, you are inherently oppressed. And there's nothing that you can do about it. I mean, I have seen TikTok videos of these gra college graduates saying that, you know, white people just stop fighting it. Like you were born racist, just admit <laughs> it. There's nothing that you can do about it. Um, and it just, it's just the way that they think that is their definition of racism and so society it's society's job to lower standards for people that are inherently oppressed and won't ever be able to do anything about it so we've got to lift them up and we've got to uh hold back hold down people that would otherwise oppress them if they didn't hold it hold us down so you got it, it you should apply you should apply for the anti-racist They'll take you because you're, you're a white woman. There's a lot of white women in their group. It, it's very strange. <laughs> their anti-racist group is very strange. There's like an income it requirement. <laughs> um, you know, lots of them are all these women rights activists, but so many of them are rich white women in the way that they don't work, but their husband makes multiple six figures <laughs> and they drink Chardonnay all day and go around and, uh, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Well, yeah. These, these are the anti-racist. Right. We know. Oh, we, good. Good job, fine. ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's <laughs> talk about the good work. love warriors. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard to be a good Christian sometimes. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about this guy. Sorry, sorry, we're going a little bit late, but. You know, we started a little bit late. We're going a little bit late. It was worth it, though, because we get to stream on Samantha's channel. And yeah, and, and I get Samantha's mom as a follower. So that <laughs> that was worth the whole ordeal and going through the tech troubles and, and all of that jazz. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I overcame my nervousness about 12 minutes in. So uh, if you guys didn't watch the CNN town hall with Trump, which really looked more like a debate uh, between Caitlin Dum Dum Collins, um, who the best thing that she ever did was help get Don Lemon fired. Um, if you didn't watch it, it's kind of worth a watch. It's I watched it yesterday and I watched it again today. But it, it's funny. It's, it's very funny. Um, but I wasn't even aware of this watching it live or watching it on replay that they ended it early. So people are kind of making fun of it, saying that CNN uh, mercy ruled it because Trump was just doing too well. Uh, so they mm -hmm. ended, they ended the town hall um, 20 minutes early. Here are some highlights because you know, why not? Yeah. Please welcome the front runner for the Republican nomination for president Donald Trump. What do you say to voters who say it disqualifies you from being president? Well, there aren't too many of them because my poll numbers just came out. They went up. Okay. Her cat was named Vagina. What is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. Why did it take you three hours to tell them to go home? I don't believe it did. Oh, let me pull it out. I have to pull it out. <laughs> Oh, that was that was the moment. This guy's face. Yeah. Oh man, that was the Do you ever watch something and you just know 
This is going to be a glorious meme, a GIF. Uh, they they might make an emoji of that moment, and it'll be like a guy in a suit pulling out a stack of papers. <laughs> oh man gonna be meme gold right there i mean did you see did you get the clip where he called her a nasty person <laughs> oh yeah we gotta watch that one too where here it is to what happened on that day he you said did you not weren't say that you, he has testified that Mr. he did President. not say that but you said you weren't very involved that day you did tell oh wait that's the wrong one where's the nasty that was the one where he was talking about january 6th i think or maybe yeah. not i don't know oh, oh no. i think it's that one we gotta so I watch. Think it's, that one. it's not this one. This is the the CNN. No, one just before that, where she was standing up, holding the paper, like because they were standing up at that point. Yeah, they were. Oh, we gotta, we gotta watch that one. Oh, what did I do with it? Uh, it might be in my sources thing. Let's see, because I put sources or I put tweets in my sources. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to type that in. <laughs> I almost typed a nasty girl into the search <laughs> for Twitter. Oh, oh. man. That would have been... <laughs> that would have been bad. Trump Town Hall where you'll get all of the... Um, it was... I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I thoroughly enjoyed all of the clips. And it was about as epic as I imagined that it would be. And this woman. Oh, it was so good. So good. Oh, yes. Sebastian Gorka uh, tweeted it. Investigators have, I think, is why you held on to those documents when you knew the federal government was seeking them and then had given you a subpoena to return them. Are you them. ready? Are you ready? Can I talk? Yeah, what's you the mind? answer? Can I, do you mind? I would like for you to answer the question. Okay, it's very simple to answer. That's why I asked it. It's very simple to You're a nasty person, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I was negotiating and we were talking to NARA, that's Washington, to bring whatever they want. They can have whatever they want. But that's the question that I love that moment because the whole time, I don't know why they went from sitting to standing. I think that was kind of a preemptive. I can't hear you. That was weird. <laughs> that was super weird. I don't know what just happened there, uh, but it says that we're back. It, it, popped like 800 resume live windows popped up and I kept hitting it and okay anyway it says we're back I'm I'm so glad that this happened that because her she was so combative the whole time and she kept mm -hmm. talking and opining ditching the questions of the the voters out there at a town hall which is the point of a town hall asking her own questions and then she kept rebutting him it's not a debate. And even if it was a debate, you're an anchor. You're supposed to be some kind of journalist. Like, you're just supposed to ask the questions. She should never, ever, ever again be brought on as a moderator because she doesn't know what a moderator is supposed to do. Right. Well, yeah. And she was just so deeply unlikable. I mean, just standing there like, yeah, that's why I, I want you to answer the question. That's why I asked it. Like, that's something that, you know, like a 13-year-old teenage girl would say, you know, it, it's like, just ask the question, let him answer and move on. 
Um, but she just wanted to fight with him over every single thing. And then she wanted to cut him off when he started to answer and provide information that she didn't want him to provide. The whole thing. Well, and you said that, uh, you know, we were watching kind of the, the montage of all the clips together when he was talking about the cat named Vagina. Yeah. <laughs> did you did you catch that clip? Yeah. Like the it's whole so thing. Stupid. They were talking about they were talking about Jean Carroll's cat, the woman that yeah. just yeah. accused him of sexually assaulting her. That woman is insane. She is completely bonkers. I mean, <laughs> did did you hear his account when when he was talking about he's like, look, I've seen this woman like twice, took a picture with her and her husband. He's like the whole narrative. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. I come down out of my literal like my ivory tower, my golden tower, and I come down and go into a, sh a shopping mall and go to have sex in a dressing room. He's like, I own multiple buildings around us. Like, what What are you thinking? It, yeah. It, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. I, I guys, yeah. I don't think that ever happened. No, I don't think so either. And I'm, you know, and I know that, of course, the left is going to be like, we're just excusing it because he's our guy. But it's like, Again, just another story that doesn't add up. It makes absolutely no sense. And then when you're looking at this woman who just seems completely out of her mind, it's like, I, I think we're allowed to ask questions about it. And then, you know, the, I don't know if you saw some of the uh, CNN meltdowns, but somebody was um, yelling at him or they were angry that apparently he laughed about the sexual assault, that he, you know, chuckled about it. And it's just it blows my mind because they put these, you know, these purity tests up to us, things that they are never going to live up to themselves. You know, the number of times that we have seen Biden laugh at things that he should not be laughing at when they had a press conference after the, um, the Covenant school shooting and he made a joke about being there to get ice cream. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> yep. You know, you don't get to. We're not gonna. We're not gonna start playing this this back and forth where he chuckled about something. When they do that, this is what I do now here in Loudon because one of my viral moments over the last few years was um, a group of us went and we read these gender freaks books out loud mm -hmm. that are in middle school. Um, mm -hmm. and, and we just read it to them. So when the morality police come out and, and all of a sudden they turn into these pearl clutching, you know, little biddies, I just quote some of those books like, Hey, this is yeah. your agenda. And I, I just start reading it to them. You know, I I've got them yeah. saved on my phone. Certain, I got them like saved as photos and I'll just pull it up and be like, what, yeah. if you're going to open the door to that, if you showed this stuff at work, you will get fired for harassment. But when yep. when they play that game, they play that game all the time. Oh, you're uh, you're supposed to be this and that. Boom! I just start reading those super nasty, dirty books, and everyone knows the books that we're talking about: Gender Queer, Monday's Not Coming, Lawn Boy. Uh, mm -hmm. What I think one of them's called "This Book Is Gay." Yep. The, yep. the list goes on and on. Just pick one, and and keep a paragraph or two on your phone. And when the morality, when the left turns into the morality police, just throw it in their face. Like, you're not Absolutely. okay with this, but you're okay with that. 
Yeah. Well, again, I mean, the different set of rules. Um, <laughs> did you also see the clip where she was asking him about Ukraine? I watched the whole thing. Uh, what about uh, when he said that he'd end the war in one day? Well, when she just she kept pressing him and saying, do you want who do you want to win this war? Do you want Ukraine Russia to win this Ukraine. war? <laughs> yeah. He, and he answered perfectly. No, he really did. And it's and it's like <laughs> he said, I got... want I want the people to stop dying. No, Russia, yeah. no, Ukraine. I want the people to stop dying. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, these people that claim to be so much about human rights and saving the children and saving lives and all, you know, the stuff that we heard about COVID, like he literally just talked about saving the lives of thousands of people and not wanting people to die. And it didn't even phase her. Like, she didn't even blink at that response. And it just, it just goes to show like, there's no substance there. There's no, you know, there's no foundation there that it's all just talk. <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd says, I hate Mondays. Uh, close some windows. Close some windows. You have no idea. Look at all these windows. I've got, I got windows over here and windows over there. Um, Yeah, she could care less. She's got her talking points. She could care less about saving lives. Same, the, the same line of reasoning that you just made when they got into the Roe v. Wade conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, But conservatives generally we are harm reductionist we want the policy that results in the less harm they want to steal kill and destroy which i've seen in another book uh but that seems to be their agenda our agenda seems to be human flourishing strong family bonds relationships a cohesive civilization and you know we're not chopping things off of miners and constructing right. new things but but we're crazy <laughs> right uh, now well okay no i was well and i was just gonna point out i think he i mean there were so many things that they talked about that really had nothing to do with the things that people are actually concerned about but he did make the point of how he That's... wanted you know, other countries to start putting up money you know to whether it be help ukraine you know help to end this war i think he talked about you know getting europe to pay more money and she you know of course balked at that but i mean that's something that trump did in his presidency is yep. he said we are you know as the u.s it is not our responsibility to fund literally everything across the world you know yep. people are abusing us for our money and past presidencies have just handed it out like you know it's an unlimited supply so i appreciate him doing that and it's such a stark contrast to what biden has done because he essentially has given everything away to everybody especially the people that hate us i mean he's like china hey you want our oil reserves you can have our oil reserves taliban do you want our army base and like 80 billion dollars in military equipment great you can have that like he like ukraine you want some stuff to secure your borders great gonna do none of that here like <laughs> it just blows my mind i mean biden is literally conducting like this united states yard sale and he's giving everything away to everybody that Ooh, hates that's us good. Get nothing <laughs> yeah i mean trump said we it on like day one of his presidency the un is a joke nato is a joke all it is is us sending our resources which were created because of capitalism and because of you know the hard-working mm -hmm. fighting american spirit and just spending it on all the trash like the european union 
unions are generally stupid and a bad idea. When you're going to unionize your countries and live in this borderless, like that, don't even get me started on, on yeah. the way that they do business over there. But the UN and NATO and the idea of UN troops, NATO troops, whatever, is we pay for everything. And I can't remember the numbers, but he said it was something like 12 or 17 billion for one. Meanwhile, it's 170 for us. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, 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 yeah. no. We're, we're not playing that game. Yeah. And well, and I mean, when he makes statements like, I could go in there and end this in 24 hours. <laughs> he would. He I know, and that's could. just it. Like, we had four years of him, and I mean, did he do everything perfectly? No. I mean, I would have this liked This man more... walked into North Korea with no security, like yeah, King Leonidas. Exactly. Like, I wish a mother would do something to me so we can yeah it yeah. come on yeah. that was i mean that was he the has biggest... the track where he has the goods to back it up to say yeah. stuff like that. whereas you know <laughs> biden has been saying he's gonna fix problems forever he's been in office for 50 years and he's done absolutely nothing and i, I don't understand what anybody can believe what he mm -hmm. says but i believe that trump can walk in there and say we end this now like if anybody can do that, I honestly, I mean, maybe 36 hours, 48, if we're being generous, but he could. Yeah, we need, we need to a lot for the time zones. <laughs> I mean, exactly. Biden was president for like seven days before North Korea started test firing missiles again. Yeah. Not the same. So I hated the amount of time that they spent on election fraud the 2020 election yeah. on January 6th. And I'm glad that this moment happened in in the after town hall focus group that CNN did. Um, because, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, there are two teams. It's pretty obvious which team we're on. Um, but we have some sharp people on our side. Like, Caitlin got crushed the whole entire town hall which was kind of like a debate she got crushed and then cnn turns around and gets owned by random focus group members like this guy who again mm -hmm. he just answers perfectly does it bother you that he keeps talking about 2020 and not 2024 i'll ask you first this is jonathan leslie he's 40 republican voted for trump twice how do you feel about those lies so i feel like Part of it's also the media narrative as you guys asked him the first question at the town hall about the 2020 election rather than current stuff. So don't you think he could say it's time for me to start talking about 2024 and not lies that aren't true? Couldn't the media ask him a question about 2024? Well, there were questions, but you're right. That was the first thing, but that's something that was on our mind. And that's why I was asked first. Mike, we're glad. Does it bother you? That it cracks me up that he literally, like, he, like, smirks. And not 2024. I'll yeah. ask you first. This is Jonathan Leslie. He's 40. Republican. He like, he like smirks a little bit. Like, uh, no, this is a you problem, not a Trump problem. Yeah. I love this guy. We should get him on the pod. <laughs> I know, right? Let's have a conversation. But I know. Well, I mean, and to be fair, Hillary Clinton is still talking about 2016. So it's like, yeah. you know, I don't. I do hope that Trump kind of lays off the 2020 thing and, you know, I hope he can kind of let it go and move forward. 
um because it is slightly obnoxious at times but honestly like i think the bigger issue is the fact that you know they had this opportunity to have this conversation about things that really matter to people and they still refuse to do it i mean just the state that our country is in you know we're talking about the economy and immigration and inflation and energy and all these things that are going on that people care about and it's like, am I going to be able to afford to put gas in my car? Not the rate that we're going because Biden refused to refuses to drill on our own land. Um, what are things going to look like in the next couple of years? And it's like, these are the things that matter. And it's, you, you want to spend all of this time talking about January 6th, talking about 2020, talking about all of these things that just don't matter. Um, and it just continues to show like the callousness, like then how disconnected they are from reality. Total total waste of airtime you're absolutely right they didn't talk about anything that matters all of the the and biden keeps saying i'm i'm a kitchen table issues i'm a dinner kitchen issues you can't even say the freaking <laughs> phrase right um you know but, the thing yeah yeah you know the thing <laughs> people care about the cost of energy people care that the dollar Every day that goes by, the dollar is losing value and not just, you know, looking at my 401k, looking at my investments, looking at the money in my checking and savings account, my buying power is going down. Inflation's out of control. The cost of goods is going up, but the value of the dollar is plummeting down. And the, I mean, the freaking petrol dollars like standing on the bridge about to jump off and just end it all. <laughs> like it, it's not good. It's not good, no. but let's talk about January 6th and let's talk about the 2020 election and let's talk about, oh, she said that you grabbed her by the, like, no, wait, let's not talk about any of that. None of that matters. She doesn't, yeah. Caitlin, and it, it's not completely Caitlin's fault, but it's mostly Caitlin's fault. If you're going to be the face of this, then we're going to blame you for it. They can't have a conversation about policy because Trump's policies were freaking awesome. Yeah. And Biden's policies, he was just like, I'm going to do everything the opposite of Trump. And it's like, all right, well, if Trump is creating the greatest economy and you're going to do the opposite, then. <laughs> and he was just I like, see where this is going. <laughs> I think Nancy Pelosi is seducing him with ice cream because she's got the, the good stuff, is what I hear. Yeah, it's like the $15 like pints of ice cream. Must be nice, Nancy. Right. Nice. Well, and I mean, I know being here, well, I mean, across the country, but just watching the border, I mean, I'm going to, you know, see what the updated reports are, but I don't know. I, I posted a video yesterday. There were people that were at the border ordering DoorDash, waiting for Title Fight. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not even kidding. This is a thing that was happening. And I'm like, who in their right mind is taking Biden, Joe Biden seriously, this administration seriously? There is nobody on planet Earth that is afraid of this man or that feels any need to hold back on any way that they felt, you know, that they've wanted to attack the U.S. Like, this is a dream come true for our enemies. Yep. Yep. It ain't good, folks. It ain't good. <laughs> so... Uh, we've gone over time. Thanks so much for sticking with us. I, I didn't do any of the beginning plug stuff because I, well, because I failed. So 
Uh, if we you're still here, technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do all of the stuff. YouTube wants us to say smash the like buttons on all the channels, all the things. Make sure you're subscribed because they do unsubscribe you. Used to happen a ton on my old channel. Now I have like five subscribers, so they don't unsubscribe anyone. Um, but I bet, I bet if you're subscribed to Outspoken Samantha's channel here, let's hit the button. Boom. Um, go and subscribe. But I bet if you're subscribed, make sure and check that you are still subscribed because they will unsubscribe you. And of course, you know, it is the year of the podcast. So whatever device that you are on, go ahead and open up the podcast app, search for the Joe Mobley show and subscribe, rate, review, do all of that good stuff. I don't think there's a, what is this? Sorry, guys. I mislabeled the button. <laughs> oh my gosh. That button's mislabeled. <laughs> I know. This is one for the bugs. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> yeah. We'll get it together for next week. And it's almost like sometimes you plan a show out like a good time in advance, but it's just like Biden's America is so clown world that anything yeah. could happen <laughs> like i like know anything. I, I know it's like just before we're going on here at it you know joe's adding like 25 different things that just happened in the last like two hours and i'm like what are we even talking about so who knows what we're going to be talking about next week hey this is one hardy lloyd's got one terrorist DoorDash. that that might be a thing <laughs> and do smash the like button. Yep, yep, yep. So is Nancy still alive? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know. Can we talk about that on YouTube? Uh, who knows? <laughs> but yeah, that's that's all we got. I almost feel like not pressing the outro button because I accidentally pressed the intro button twice. Yeah. Hmm. What does this one do? Well, we have... <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you guys sticking with us it's been fun and always appreciate the comments and the interaction um i have i have an email address listed on all of my videos if there's ever anything that you guys want to see talked about more because i do feel like there are so many things that get overlooked in the mainstream media even um so i'm always happy for suggestions to talk about things that people actually want to hear about so Feel free to send that. I am such a terrible promoter. You are. Yes. Do do that. <laughs> I I have been forgetting this. I've been telling you guys to go over to locals and I've been promoting locals as a as a freedom minded Patreon. And I was having a conversation with someone in town who knows me, who subscribes to the show and stuff, and, and she listed every episode, but she's like, oh, I can't subscribe to another, I can't pay for another subscription, my husband will kill me. And I was like, Locals is free. And that's when it hit me. Everyone thinks of Patreon as like only paid for exclusive content. Locals, almost all of my stuff on Locals is free. It's just a place where I post things that I don't post anywhere else. Um, content videos there are a couple of podcast episodes that aren't even published on my apple podcast um, and then of course like youtube videos are usually released from early on locals and you can pay for extra stuff like zoom hangouts or um, you know if you're in the northern virginia area we'll we'll go out to the bar you know every couple of months or whatever but anyway yeah so locals is like patreon 
but not really because you don't have to pay to get in. You you actually just go, like, click it, and, oh, you're in. Um, so anyway, it's thejoemobileshow.com slash locals. And we're actually doing a membership drive, which is going swimmingly. Um, so we're at 59% of our goal. So we're trying to get to 1,000 members by here. Let me go back to, to my view. We're trying to get to 1,000 members by... July 1st, and we are at 591, which is great. So go over to thejoemobileshow.com slash locals and subscribe for free. And uh, yeah, maybe one day I will get better at promoting. So thanks, guys. Have a good night. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show. <laughs>